All right, we may actually be live. I'm trying this with a new device today, so fingers crossed. So uh, firstly, thank you everyone for the support in 2023. It's getting kind of crazy, man. The years are flying by and 2024 sounds bizarre. <laughs> but we're almost there. So uh, yeah, let's just, let's just fire this up. All right, looks like the Hangout is working. I'm actually going to just reference the chat over here on my computer. Anyway, welcome everybody. I'll just give it a few minutes for everyone to, to come in. And while we're doing that, I'm probably just going to get caffeinated. I don't usually go uh, live too early in the morning. It's not that early now. It's 11 o'clock, so it's good. I was going to try and do it at 10 and I thought, I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be awake enough to do that. So again, thank you everyone for, of course, the support in 2023. Uh, it's been a, a good year for the channel. We clicked over 10 million views, which is a little less than normal, but uh, yeah, overall pretty, pretty cool year. So thank you again. Uh, and here we go. Everyone's joining in. This is great. So I think what we can do now, if I'm not mistaken, is we can bring up the comments. I don't know if I can move the comments. It doesn't look like we can, but uh, how cool is this? So welcome everybody. All right, let's go through some of the chat here. Oh, this this is gonna get this is gonna get confusing. I got two screens. All right, so uh, Nick's here. Welcome, mate. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for the support this year. We've got Simon Williams. We've got uh, serious amplification. This is awesome. Thank oh, I'm glad this works. So I'm I'm sort of test streaming with this today. This is the uh, Yolo Box Ultra, and. Uh, yeah, we're going to give this a shot. So it's a, a Christmas Eve here today. So it's the 24th already. I hope everyone has a, a good Christmas or holidays or whatever it is uh, you support all that or, or, you know, celebrate, I should say. So that that's cool. All right. It's been, it's been ages since I did a live stream. Hopefully it's all working fine too. All right. Let's take a look at the chat here. We've got uh, Bill Marlowe. Man, uh, yeah, it has been a while. Apologies for not live streaming more. It's just, it's been a, a sort of a strange, <laughs> it's been a strange time since moving here. It's just been really hard. Very few days are quiet enough for me to do a live stream. It's just a really loud area. Uh, and then I had to sort of consolidate a lot of stuff into it. So I've got both of my studios in here now and it's it's not as easy to do all the stuff I used to do in two separate areas of the house. So uh, anyway it is what it is but uh yeah thank you hey we've got todd flowers here welcome mate hope you're doing well thank you for joining in all right if anyone's got any questions or whatever let us know we're also just going to chat gear and what's coming up in 2024 as well because you know as always like every year i always have plans to do things a little bit differently or or try to do something that's interesting <laughs> for the following year so that's where we're at right now um, I'm in a sort of in a bit of a weird stage where I, I actually want to try mixing it up again next year and try some new things and also continue doing certain things. But uh, yeah, you know, it's been nearly ten, it'd be 10 years next year since I left my day job. 10 years. <laughs> I did do a couple of like small IT contracts after leaving, like three weeks, six weeks or eight maybe at the most. But um, yeah, it's been a long stretch uh reviewing stuff so i, I kind of want to mix it up a little bit more next year so uh welcome every everybody again well the chat uh, is pumping full of uh, comments here all right so let's get on to this so we've got uh jamal's here wishing uh simon merry christmas that's awesome 
All right. Uh, happy Telecaster gift day. Yeah, that's that's great. Let us know if the audio is all good too, folks, and the uh, video quality, all that kind of stuff. If there's any glitches or the audio is too hot or it's it's spiking or doing anything weird, just let us know. Uh, Michael says he's been listening to Johnny Winter, Jeff Buckley, and Red Devils Beatles. Very cool, mate. Very cool. Ian's Guitar Shack. Welcome, mate. He says uh, video and audio is all good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, we've got Amanda Coombs here as well. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, it's funny not doing the live streams. I don't see as many of the familiar uh, faces pop up. I, obviously, there's quite a lot here already, but not doing them as often. The community side of the channel's kind of uh, not been as uh, not been the same without doing the live streams. But yeah, I, I don't like overdoing the live streams, but at the same time, I miss doing them. <laughs> so if this simplifies the process. This will be great. It's going to be an interesting year next year. I'll talk a bit more about that coming up. But um, all right. So let us know in the comment section if anyone's been interested in uh, any guitar gear for, for the end of the year, Christmas or whatever. Just a, a last minute splurge. Um, I'm seriously considering possibly at some point, maybe early next year, flipping a few guitars. Maybe thinking about that 335. I'm going to see what the damage is, is on it as well because they're not cheap. So... If I can maybe move my Flying V and a couple of others and <laughs> make room for it, I might. That, that's kind of where I'm at with that. But um, I tell you what, I've really enjoyed playing live. Like that has completely inspired me to to keep going. If I think if you're just reviewing gear, it gets a little depressing after a while if you've got like nowhere to take it out and, and make noise. And like I always say, if you haven't gone and played live yet, go do it. 2024 will be the year. It's so much fun. It took me a good couple of months, maybe two and a half months to sort of start to feel like I used to feel years ago playing live. Um, and it's just been so much fun, like playing with great guys. My friend Brian, who's a wizard, Dave on the bass and many great drummers at the jam, Drew and Dave and, and, and Tony and everybody. So it's it's been a whole lot of fun. I've been posting little clips up here and there and I've got a couple of little short videos I've been sharing on the YouTube feed as well. Uh, did this work? Oh, no. There we go. So uh, Sonics Music says, uh, thanks for your content. Your demo helped me decide to get a Katana 100 watt. Very cool, mate. Uh, we'll do until I can get a better one. Well, I tell you what. We've been using the Katana 50s at the jam, the 50s. So they're just loud enough for that room. Uh, and the way we kind of dialed them in, it took a while to really work them out. So we've everyone brings their own pedal board, basically. But as long as you have the master output, most of the way up it's pretty cool you can get a good sound out of them there's a difference in the in the feel of those amps but they still sound fine i think their strength is basically that solid state clean channel uh for pedals but uh yeah you can definitely make them work todd flowers welcome mate i think i might have already uh, have put that on screen if i if i didn't already or i can't remember all right there we go jamal says uh, thumbs up everybody show shane some love hey thank you mate and everyone who's a channel member and the Patreon crew and everybody, thanks again. Like it's it's such a, you know, I know I've gone hard in December with all my videos and all that kind of stuff, but um, yeah, it really helps. It helps sort of takes the pressure off a little bit of, you know, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, just having to stress about what's next kind of thing. So it's great. Thank you. All right, we've got uh, Angel Raven from Canada. Welcome, mate. He's got a little wine glass there. Very cool. <laughs> uh, still with your girlfriend, still teaching guitar. Yes, and 
no, I'm not actually teaching her guitar at the moment. I've I've been pretty flat out, and actually she's she's gone to visit her folks. So, uh, but uh, she's been doing this um, like uh, course on a computer, basically like an online course thing. And uh, I hear her rocking out to Wild Thing and a few other. So she's getting there, man. Got good got good rhythm chops, and yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool to watch someone you know from the early stages doing really well so it's great nick says must find an angle 50 <laughs> mate those amps are so good i can't believe i never looked at angles i always dismissed them thinking oh, i'm not gonna be interested in that it's not a fender or marshall why would i want to try that uh, hl cotton uh merry christmas to the united states hey you too mate thank you very much uh, oh nick says uh he found one for 850 that's a that's a great deal all right, we've got a super chat here. Uh, it says, uh, Shane, your next Pepsi Max is on me. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I don't know if it comes... Oh, it does come up. There we go. I'm new to this little live streaming thing here. So if I'm looking down a lot, I'm just double checking the, the comments and tapping on screen here. Um, thanks again for the support, mate. I, I do appreciate it. Uh, gear interest next year is the Tone Master Pro. So yeah, I reckon that's one of those things that like I said in my end of year wrap up, it was clearly the most divisive thing of the year. Like you, people either loved it or they didn't. I think its strength is the, the interface and all of the different inputs and outputs. I think there's four effects loops. So yeah, there's there's lots going on there. I'm just gonna grab my drink. <sighs> Cheers, everybody. We've got a the weird. I call this one the dirty feet. It doesn't smell good at all when you open it up, but it tastes all right. Um, but yeah, like for someone doing studio stuff, any of those sort of like multi-effects pedal processor things are great, but that has that good user uh, interface thing, which I really dig. Uh, Nervous says, Shane, have you ever played an Eric Clapton signature Strat? Any thoughts on the guitar and mid-boost? I haven't, I haven't played one anywhere. I've never seen a lefty. I don't think they make them in left-handed. I think Southpaw Guitars might have some. He may get them custom-made for him, but I don't think you can just go buy them. Um, uh, so no, but I, I really love the Lace Sensor Gold pickups. The mid-boost thing I've heard a lot. Uh, a good friend of mine, Wayne, he's got, I think, all of his guitars loaded with that. So yeah, it can sound a little on the on the sort of um, overly saturated side if you wind that thing up too fast. It really depends on your amp too, so I shouldn't just blanket statement that, but um, I'd love to try one. I, I, would, I know they've got the V-neck and all that kind of thing, so uh, yeah. I know one of my friends, Brian, who uh, I've showcased on the channel, He's he had one of those years ago and he's sort of like, I don't know why I sold that. <laughs> so if I ever get a chance to play one or pick one up, I definitely will. I'd love to. Uh, Fremantle, welcome, mate. He says, uh, got a good deal with a player strat from Macron Music, uh, closing down sale here in Melbourne. Hang on, Fremantle pub culture. Okay, okay, so you're in Melbourne, that's cool. Um, Great guitar, a huge upgrade from my Squire. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well done. So the uh, player stuff is awesome. The Player Plus the, uh, Strat, I really like. The one with the noiseless pickups, I think that's a great guitar. It feels way better than it should. So uh, yeah, that's. I actually went to that Macron Music Place and they had an angle and the guy in there, I said, well, what are these amps like? He goes, oh, you won't like that. Don't worry about it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Funnily enough, the next week I got to play one and I called up the next day and uh it was too late it had already sold i would have bought that amp anyway 
So that's how that goes. We've got CC Music here. Welcome, mate. Hope you're doing well. I've been putting a lot of thought into the Bugera V22 for classic blues tones. What are your thoughts about it? I think it's not a bad... Uh, it's not a bad amplifier, but generally with the Bugera stuff, the valves and, and or the tubes, they're not great. So you you may find them rattling a bit. And I replaced them with JJ's. And I know another friend of mine who had that exact amp. It sounded fine, but he had the same problem. There was a lot of rattle and oscillation from the valves. He replaced them and it's been fine. I actually played one of those in San Fran years ago. It was pretty cool with the pedal. It, it might not have had the most headroom, but um, you know, for what it is, it's, it's pretty good value. And uh, I think... You know, based on my experience with that V5 Infinium and onwards, the range of amps are great. I think there were some quality control issues like in the early days, but I think that's been pretty much resolved. Hey, Texas Blues Alley, welcome, man. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for thanks for stopping in. Good to see you, man. We're going to have to do... You know what? We're going to have to start doing some more collaborations because uh, and I found with YouTube, unless I'm organizing, this is no dig at you, uh, Anthony, but uh, no one does anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah we're gonna have to get on to doing some stuff together so uh yeah that'd be great maybe some interviews this thing here that i'm i'm streaming with i can actually invite people in via their browser so that might be a cool thing to do in 2024 so hope you have a great new year's man and if you don't know anthony's channel folks go check it out if you want to learn some great blues it uh yeah he's got some great stuff and he's got the best studio i've ever seen it's like my dream studio I might just buy like a piece of land somewhere else and, and <laughs> do the same thing. It's great. All right. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Steve says, what time is it there, Shane? It's 6.11 p.m. in Minnesota. It is 11.17 a.m. We're uh, starting early today. Usually, I was going to stream last night. Same old thing. It gets to the point where it's just too late and I'm wrecked. So I went to bed. Uh <laughs> All right, welcome everybody. Far out. This is cool. All right. Uh, Tone Master Deluxe Blonde will be my next amp. That's from Joe. Very cool. Yeah, I think if I'm going to buy another Fender amp, it probably won't be a new valve or tube version of anything for a while. I I've found them a little unreliable. I reckon potentially this is maybe why they started doing these uh, Tone Master amps. It and I think, you know, for versatility wise they're great that's not to say i won't buy a, like a used fender amp uh, that's a valuable tube but yeah hey we got uh oh, i hit the wrong one shane bought his uh, 1979 greco very cool man very cool <laughs> congrats yeah i've been following your uh, guitar posts on instagram you got some got some great stuff going on it's midnight in the uk well that's cool it's not too late then that, that's that's all right All right. So we're taking questions as well. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I'll probably um, potentially be moving on a little bit uh, earlier. Oh, in about four weeks from now. So um, I'm going to take some time off starting the 1st of Jan. I've been going a little crazy with uh, all the online content, not only on this channel, but my other one as well. So it's been uh, it's been a crazy month and I'm, I'm looking forward to just sort of unplugging from the <laughs> from the process. Uh, so yeah, it, it'll be great. Get some sun, get more of a tan. I'm getting a bit of a tan. Summer's kicked in, which is good. 
next month I, I'm going to start training properly again. My arm has been uh, giving me grief for months, but uh, I'm almost back to the point where I trained the other day for the first time in a while and I pulled up okay. I, I'm just going to play it safe, but uh, I really miss I really miss doing that. So uh, let us know if anyone's got any uh, New Year's resolutions or, or anything that um, you want to do. I don't really believe in resolutions so much, but goals. <laughs> Uh, Camille says, do you still use a PV Bandit? I don't have one anymore. Um, not to say that they're bad amps. I just had so many amplifiers and, you know, I, it's just one that I don't have. But I always end up buying them and selling them again for no reason <laughs> or some reason. So I've had so many PV Bandits over the years. I think I've had th three, two Red Stripe ones and a modern one. So I've had, you know, a good range of them. And every time I sell one i hear one or i get to play one again i'm always like man i could use one of those now that i'm jamming a bit more it might actually be a great amp for the jam i don't have to stress about it so much and you know if people are plonking their drinks next to it i don't have to stress as badly so maybe we'll get another one at some point uh coming up have i heard of the scatterbrain pickups i have not but that sounds cool i gotta tell you i don't love where this um where this overlay is here how do i move this right over my head anyway it's gonna have to do <laughs> next time i'll work it out properly um scatterbrain pickups i haven't no so man there's so many pick great or so many pedal uh pickup manufacturers out there it's insane i i just can't uh keep track of them all but i'll look them up it sounds like a cool brand brand name all right we've got uh brother hawk who says merry christmas from thailand you too mate all the best all right. <laughs> oh, I forget Shane's on the other side of the world and wonder why he's pounding monster energy in the evening, mate. I've done that before. Don't worry about that. But uh, no, it's, I don't drink coffee. So uh, I have usually one of these in the mornings. It's way worse for you, most likely, but it's sugar free. And uh, I don't know. I just like cold drinks, cold fizzy drinks. I'm a weirdo. They always say uh, there's this saying about people who don't drink coffee. They're basically psychopaths or something. <laughs> May explain a lot. All right. Um, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce your username says, I bought the exact same uh, Red Stripe a few months ago and I'm always floored by it. It's a great amp, as is the Studio Pro 112. You know, that amp was friggin' awesome, man. I, I really liked it. Um, it. A friend and I were both looking at it and I ended up buying it, but he did me some pretty big favors uh, this year, so... I ended up uh, just giving it to him. It's such a great amp. But if you can find one of those red stripe ones, I don't think you'll be too disappointed by it. It's it's pretty great. Manuel says, main goal is to get involved in the music scene here in Sydney. I just moved here in September. Oh, congratulations, man. That's very cool. Where'd you... Uh, it's pro I could make an assumption of what nationality your name is, but I, 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 I will get it wrong. <laughs> so good stuff, man. That's cool. Very cool. Let us know where you, uh, you're in from. All right. All right. That, this is going to give me a sore neck, so I'm just going to use this for a while. Hey, Jose, how are you, man? He says... Oh, he's talking to uh, Amanda. Very cool. All right. Looks like we um, got through most of the, the chat here, which is which is great. But um, yeah, it's been a crazy year, man. I, I Moving house is like one of the things I like doing the least. It's a frustrating process and 
it's stressful. But I made it a little bit easier this year because I had the torn forearm. I actually had to get some help in to, to move, which did help. But, you know, it's it's the whole process of, of not knowing if everything's going to work properly, what the new studio will be like and all that kind of stuff. So I love this room. I know it's visually a bit different to... Um, let's move that out of the way. Visually a bit different to the old one and... You know, I tried to sort of replicate it on the, the wall over here, but I, I just, I didn't love that look. And after knowing I couldn't, like I painted a wall in my garage and I was using that as another set and it was just too loud. The the garage door kind of catches the wind and just goes crack. And I don't want to soundproof everything. And anyway, so yeah, it's been a crazy year, man. I, I, I'm i glad it's sort of, it's over for now. And uh, yeah, onto better things next year <laughs> it may have all of this may actually happen again next year too we're considering um moving somewhere that's got a bit more space it's, this place is good i can i mean i'm i'm if it was just me it would probably be okay to some extent my if it was in somewhere that's quieter but there's two things it's one room too short now because i thought i'd be able to use the the garage and uh two it's just way too loud here and you don't these are things you don't notice when you you're looking at places so yeah i'll probably end up moving again in august if uh if that all goes to plan so what are my thoughts on jeff healy jeff's a monster great vocalist great songwriter great guitarist and you know being blind and the way that he plays guitar it's such a unique way i think that's part of his tone i think he's one of the one of the masters yeah, I, I absolutely. Um, hey, Ross Helmot's here. Welcome, man. He says, uh, <laughs> "I'm with you on the coffee, Shane. Don't didn't touch it. Must be a fellow psycho." <laughs> yeah, man. All 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 the all the guitarists are weirdos. Nah, I'm only joking. Well, I know this one is. So, um, yeah. Hope you're doing well, man. We're gonna have to catch up, do some playing. You gotta come down to the jam on a Sunday, mate. It's it's been great. It's been a, a good fun session. I'll stretch you the details if you're unfamiliar with it, but uh, yeah, it'll be cool. The standard's great and the room's always full. It's uh, super cool. Yeah, nothing worse than moving, man. I, I totally agree. It's uh, Yeah, I think the older you get, not that I'm old, but I've noticed like you just accumulate more stuff and I really started packing up way earlier than I thought. And I was like, man, I got so much stuff. You know, I, I started three or four weeks early and I realized pretty quickly, like all this stuff in the in the drawers in the kitchen and all that, man, it's just like recycling or bin. <laughs> it's like, where's all this stuff come from? Already I'm starting to consider like, I got months before I even need to worry about any of this stuff again, but I want to downsize big time, which includes, I got a walk-in wardrobe here that's got my guitar collection and uh collection you know hey can you hear that that's part of the problem here um yeah so i got all my guitars there amps on the floor some of my amps and it's just i don't need all this stuff it's just insane i don't know i guess doing what i do online it's handy having gear but there comes a time where if something ha hasn't been played for ages or if you you forget it's there it's like what, what am i doing so um yeah it's definitely time to sort of strip all of this stuff down 
Hey, we've got uh, Janice is here. Welcome. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for all the support this year. One of my uh, top commenters, I, I'm pretty sure. Thank you. Have I met any famous guitarists? Well, that's a good question. I, I Well, I, I would consider these guys pretty famous. So I met uh, Kirk Hammett, <laughs> who's shorter than me. I couldn't believe it. I met him, uh, uh, this is quite some time ago. I, I'm going to say it was at least 12 years ago, maybe more, because I had a full head of hair and a spike. So it might have been a lot longer than that, actually. But um, yeah, lovely guy. I remember meeting, I saw him at a venue we were at, uh, and I walked a few of us started walking up to him to get a photo and he had this guy that was like the biggest like i've met moses malone from the nba right from the there's like a player from the 80s and maybe early 90s and he was probably the biggest human i've ever seen but this bouncer or security guard or whatever you want to call it that he had was almost the same size as that guy and he just stopped us and then he goes, no, nah, let him through. So we got some photos and that was really cool. Um, I also got to meet, meet um, Chris Kane, who's one of my favorite blues players of all time too. So um, yeah, that's probably the the two that I can think of off the top of my head. There might be more, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. So yeah, definitely Kirk Hammett would be probably the, the biggest household name. And, and Chris Kane's like a... Yeah, just one of my favorite players of all time. He kind of re-energized my love for playing blues. You know, I'd been listening to the same old people for so long and I was so bored. I was bored at list I was bored hearing people want to sound like this guy or that guy or all of all the BB King licks. And then I heard Chris Kane and I went, ah, so he's taken all of that stuff and made it better. <laughs> he's kind of like a mix of like he played with Robin Ford's family band, I think, back in the day, but he's a sax player, he's a keyboard player. And he's just one of the best guitar player and the singers you're going to hear. I know Anthony likes his stuff too. It's just refreshing to hear someone's take be so different, yet familiar as well. So, uh, yeah, I said to him, man, I I was close to just stopping playing at one point. I was just like, I've, I've had enough. I, I don't know what I'm... I didn't really have any sort of... The inspiration had kind of run dry until I heard his stuff. So, yeah... Um, if you don't know Chris Kane, go check him out. There's some really great live clips of him playing and just some amazing chops, like just crazy. Hey, all right, let's go down here. <laughs> Janice says she's been there almost 24 years. I can't even think about moving. Yeah, man, I, it's it just, you know, even after five years at my old place, I was like, how did all like i'm pretty good at moving things i thought i was pretty good at like not having a lot of junk crap and unnecessary stuff but it piles up i think with the music and the the tech stuff that i do it's sort of you end up with a lot of stuff you hold on to in boxes that you don't need for reasons that are unknown to anybody so i had all this stuff i'm like do i need all these boxes and i remember just thinking no <laughs> <laughs> so I crushed them all down and I bought a couple of plastic tubs, which I've got down here now. And uh, I remember taking a photo of all these cardboard packaging boxes for like different equipment. And I was like, wow, that would have taken up so much. But just little things like that made a huge difference. So yeah, anyway, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Uh, Dylan, welcome, mate. And thank you. All the best to you too. Thank you. We got... Uh, Caesar says, uh, hi all, happy holidays from Canada. Keep up the great work. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. 
There you go. It's been the official stamp of Blue's approval. <laughs> Chris Kane uh, is just amazing. 100% lovely guy. Probably the nicest musician. Actually, uh, Kirk was great too, but um, he, he was just lovely, man. What you see on stage is how he is off stage. Just absolute gentleman. So uh, you've got some photos with him and all that kind of stuff. I might have to do a little uh, next time. I, I can share some photos. I didn't come prepared for any of that, but... Uh, uh, am I self-taught or did you have lessons? How long have you been playing guitar? I love blues. I love Mick Taylor, Robin Ford, all the blues masters. Uh, I saw Albert Collins live and Robin Ford. Very cool, mate. So it's a mixed answer. I, I haven't actually like gone through any like formal training or anything like that. I, I haven't done what I would consider to be like personal lessons with anyone. Not that I'm against it, but I have gone through, um, it was a couple of, video like instructional videos that were like really instrumental of, of just understanding the blues form like the blues concept um learning the chords and all the licks and all that kind of stuff or basic licks and it, that was matt smith's uh beginner's guide to blues guitar if you can find that anywhere online it's great uh i know he's got a slide video as well but matt smith is like that instructional video i still got it even though i don't even know if i've got a, a vhs anymore <laughs> that's that old right it's before dvd so um that that video was fantastic it's probably been dig digitized and put online but i remember like how hard that was for me to get through and then by the course of like a couple of years i ended up uh you know not even actually i ended up getting through pretty much the whole thing there was a few licks i probably couldn't get right but they were close enough and that that was okay for me and then i went through ronnie earl's uh blues master uh, uh what was it called ronnie Earl's guide to blues guitar and that that took me ages that was so much harder than what i'd learned before Dif it was all focused on feel uh and and obviously some really tasty licks and tricks and stuff but yeah i mean back in the day man that guy was ronnie earl i think he was his blues player of the year like he, he was phenomenal i don't know what he's if he's still good kicking around now or not but um yeah, that video was really quite tough and it got me through. And then once I could connect a lot of what I wanted to play with my brain and my hands, that's when I just started playing albums and pulling licks and playing as much stuff as I could from, you know, listening to great albums, Robert Cray, B.B. King, Albert King, Clapton especially. I mean, I, I used to play way too much like him a long time ago, which is why I've sort of added a lot of weird sort of stuff in my playing now but um yeah it's sort of you yeah as you develop you kind of get the ability to to hear stuff that's within your wheelhouse and you can work it out pretty quickly um and then you hear guys like chris kane and you're like oh no i don't understand what he just did <laughs> and that's that's motivating and frustrating but it keeps you going and there's always people like that around so um yeah i would say i'm self-taught in terms of i have gone through some lesson videos but i'm i haven't I, I find that the best way for me to learn i can learn at the time that i want to learn it and i can learn section by section and i think the trick is if you're getting into it focus on one lick all week play it at different speeds play it at different tempos load up a backing track and play it in context to music I was always doing that, which I didn't know was a thing. Like I'd learn a lick and then I'd put shuffles on, I'd put a rock song on and just to see where it would fit. 
and and adjust the timing to fit the tunes and that's kind of yeah it seemed like an obvious way to practice but i don't think a lot of people play like that they learn a lick and they don't try it over a slow blues or a minor minor whatever so yeah uh long answer to a, a very short question but i started when i was about i'd played guitar early on at school i learned d a and e or something and that was it uh and then i picked it back up at i was either 18 or 19 when i hurt my back really badly i think i was 18 years old and that's when uh, i started playing guitar because i couldn't really walk very well so yeah that's uh so since then uh, i didn't really take it that seriously for a while i was into like u2 and like weird music like white zombie and all that but i never really wanted to play those kind of tunes and then i found blues and i was like all right this is the this is what i want to play it's i love it um all right mike says you've had your dsl 40 quite a while have you ever had to replace any valves or tubes in it none it's been awesome it's worked flawlessly except for when i forgot to put the speaker back to the cabinet and i turned it on and i shorted out three fuses but it, the fuses did their job i put new fuses in and it was fine so don't ever disconnect the speaker by accident and then turn it on because i i record out via one of these uh capdoor x things here so it's a load box and sometimes when you're in a rush you forget that it's not plugged in but yeah it's been bulletproof that amp it's been great the only thing i've changed in it is the speaker i found it too bright for what i like and the texas heat speaker sorted that out Thoughts on the Guitar World's magazine's best guitar albums of 2023. <laughs> um, I haven't looked into that. I, I'm not sure there'll be much in there that I'm interested in, but I could be wrong. Hopefully there there is because, uh, you know, some of these lists, uh, they're like, they're kind of like clickbait, like the best guitar players where they put guys like Neil Young above like friggin' Eric, Eric Clapton or Mark Knopfler or whatever. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um I haven't checked it out. I'll, I'll go look it up because if it's actually like great guitar music albums, then we're good to go, right? So I'll check it out. Uh, Floodline, uh, Floodline Land says, I was watching uh, Tab uh, Benoit play his rig rundown. He uses no pedals. Uh, so that's cool. I mean, look, there's a difference between being able to crank an amp up to 10 and not being able to do that. And... I don't think there's anything wrong with using pedals. There's a lot of pros that will use pedals too. I mean, just count them off, right? So yeah, it just comes down to uh, <laughs> what the sound and it comes down to the amp as well. Like if some guys are on tour and they've got an amp that's just a clean amp and they like dirty tones, they can't get it out of that amp. It's whatever the back line is, right? So you might find some artists touring rig is completely different to their to the one that they'd use at any gig they normally do so um i don't know i've just found over the years it's much easier and more consistent to have a clean amp and then just use whatever overdrive you like you can basically dial in the same sound every time uh, if you're in a situation where you've got an amp that is like god godlike when you turn it up then go for it <laughs> but most venues that we play and i can't get my blues deluxe over three otherwise everyone's dying it's just gonna be like you know one of those sort of situations so um yeah uh scott says was wondering <clears throat> was wondering if you are a midnight oil fan at all i've seen them a few i've seen them live in the in the 1990s a few times uh new york very cool man um 
Yeah, so when I was growing up, I loved McDonald's oil stuff. Up until probably a couple of years into high school. Uh, and then I, I don't know if they just stopped making music or I wasn't aware of, um, you know, new albums. It's funny, sort of like listening to that guy's, uh, Peter Garrett's vocals. Now it's pretty, it's a pretty tough thing for me to sit through. But musically, I still think that band is killer. Great, like the drama's phenomenal. Great production, great guitar parts, you know, and memorable songs and a really wide range of different types of music. So, um, yeah, I think the last album I had of theirs had that song Underwater on there, which I still really like. It's a really unique sort of sound. Or it might have been the, um, I think it was called Redneck Wonderland, actually. It might have been that album was the last one that I got. But either way, like it was, uh, yeah, I haven't listened to them for a long time. But, you know, if something comes on that I can still tap my foot to or whatever in the car, I'll, I'll leave it on. But yeah, growing up, 100%. I think uh, most people... Uh, in Australia, to some extent, back then at least, loved Midnight Oil, Hoodoo Gurus, and I mean, In Excess was huge. I think they were pretty big everywhere. I could be wrong. Let us know if you live overseas and you've heard of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Alrighty. Do I ever listen to Snowy White? I don't know what that is. Hey, we've got String Grip here. Welcome, man. <clears throat> I saw Chris Kane play in the 90s. Uh, he broke a string and just continued to play as well. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, you know, I've, I've binge-watched so much of his stuff on YouTube. And just seeing him play live, it was, it was too easy. Like, it was just like... It's like he was walking. You know, it was the, <laughs> he was into it. But, I mean, it was just... You know, you get these players of certain calibers and they just make it look too easy. You know, he's a great... Um, clip of bb king and also stevie ray too he breaks a string almost without missing a beat the tech brings the next one over the roadie whatever switches guitars keeps going like nothing ever happened there's another one where bb bb king breaks a string and he's singing and and tuning up on stage and it's straight back into it it's great it's it's good to see that kind of stuff but yeah especially on a on a hard tailpiece guitar like a um, 335 or a Gibson whatever it makes it a lot easier to, to keep playing without everything going bad uh, uh, am I in Melbourne I am in Melbourne yep been here for probably too long <laughs> nah nah it's, it's alright most of the time um, DSL 40 and Capital X or Friedman IRX any thoughts um, I haven't used the Friedman stuff so I can't comment on it I know the Capital X is good if you like what you hear on my videos when I'm using it then that's kind of what you can get out of it I think most of these load box things are pretty similar I know with the um, the Oxbox you get a few additional uh, there's a few additional settings I think you can completely change the set the volume going back to your speaker if you're running it like that so that's pretty handy whereas the capital x only has three sort of sections but i like the simplicity of the two note stuff and it's it's bulletproof you know i had the old one for so long and then when i got this i ended up selling the other one uh, so my instinct is to say they're probably all very similar if that one is a a load box ir thing i, I don't think there's a huge difference um but yeah, they, they all take a bit of a learning curve to get the right sound out of it. I remember when I moved, I said, all right, I'm going to just start this again. So I loaded up my favorite IR, 
changed my mics and I was like, man, I had such a great sound before. What did I do? So then I started going methodically through stuff and I went, ah, okay. So I've dialed in a really great sound with it. Now I'm actually more happy with it than ever. But um, yeah, just sort of, you'll need to experiment around to get it to work, but they're they're all pretty great. You know, one thing that I'm interested in trying out is that new um, Kemper pedal that has all the amp stuff built into it. That would be a great travel solution for the times where I go to Jerry's or in, in Florida, or now he's moving to Tennessee, but um, anytime without blowing my ears out and still get a great tone. So um, I'd, I would love to try that actually. I think that'd be fantastic. But yeah, the, the load box thing, if you've got an amp you like, the load box thing's the way to go because it gives you the front end of your amp. It's, it's pretty sweet. Do I like more Fender or Gibson? I would say inherently Fender, um, and it's not even close. Um, I like Gibson guitars, and I think they're beautiful, and if you find a good one, they're like probably a more premium guitar than most Fenders. But I like Fender guitars tone-wise and ergonomically, and the tuning stability is better, and um, all that kind of stuff. Not to say they're all good, <laughs> but yeah, I'm much more partial to... Um, Fender guitars than I am Gibsons, which is why I've got I got three Fenders, I got one one Gibson. Probably will be I'm probably flip the flying V next year. It'll be a guitar that can go. I haven't been using it. It just sits there doing nothing. And every time I go play live, it's the last guitar I want to take because of its size <laughs> and the case. So uh, yeah, I'll probably end up moving it on. But um, yeah, I I could potentially end up with a three three five again now that they're good. You know, I've avoided those guitars for, it must be 15 years. And it's great to play one that was as nice as that recent one I showcased. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, In Excess was huge in the US, but always wondered why there's so many uh, great actors from Aussieland. Yeah, you're right. I mean, globally, there's a, there's a lot now, right? It, they're getting out there. They're all over the place. It's great. There's also a lot of bad Australian actors. <laughs> Just look at any of the Australian uh, soapies, we call them. I guess that's what they're called, soap operas, whatever. Um, what is going to inspire future guitarists? IRs are $5 for an amp. Strippers are <laughs> free on the internet. Uh, come on, Kemper, send in the blues Kemper player to review. You know, that would be that would be super cool. Thanks, Jim. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, Kemper really do that, and that's fine. But the great news is I can borrow one from Sky Music because I know that they've got them. The email came through. I had no idea that was even a thing until maybe a week ago or less. And I saw it. I was like, this is cool. This is exactly what I would like to use anytime I'm, you know, recording somewhere other than in the studio or in the studio. I could use it too. But yeah, for, for travel videos, man, it's super cool. All right. Seems counterintuitive counterintuitive but what do you think about using a 2x12 or 4x12 cabinets with tube amps at home low volumes instead of a 1x12 you know 4x12 man unless you've got a lot of space at your house they take up so much room it's unnecessary i mean you can get a huge sound out of a 4x12 or even a 4x10 cab but they take up a lot of room i i, I would find that kind of unnecessarily big you can get a good sound out of like a 2x12 or a single 12 or a 10-inch speaker, but it depends what kind of sound you want. If you just want a big, round, clean sound, then you can get that out of pretty much the 2x12 or the 4x12. But 
you want to be able to turn your amp up and get the amp sort of cooking it's those two are going to be overkill depending on the amp head so even a five watt amp head going into a four by twelve is going to be too loud it's going to be way too loud so um yeah it really also depends like if you're using something like a maybe a katana head where or any sort of solid state amplifier head then you're going to get a good sound at any volume it doesn't have to be as loud that's kind of the benefit of those solid state amps you can have them at low volume and they still sound full um, whereas they don't sound as good when you sort of crank them inherently not all of them but yeah so there's that i don't know man i, I feel like um two by twelves probably a, a, a or a four by twelves probably a, a bit overkill for for home All right. Oh, that's a good question. That's from uh, Savvy. Um, says, uh, what guitar company has the best business model? Well, I would say um, the companies that do the proper quality control. So potentially PRS in some ways when it comes to quality control, Kiesel, you know, there's probably uh, plenty of, like, Sir, all these kind of guys would have by far the best quality control, but that doesn't mean that they're, they've got the best business model overall. I think when it comes to marketing, Fender's way ahead of Gibson. Like, Gibson have shot themselves in the foot, like, I don't know, like 50 times in the last five years when people are like, oh, the face palm thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't really have a, a single one answer for that i think it's it's probably too complicated to for a dummy like me to um explain all right hey serious welcome man sorry if i didn't say hi before i did see your name pop up and i i think i forgot to say hello let me um let me scroll down why can't i see the comments here ah it's only giving me certain comments on this guy and I can see them all on this guy. I've just realized that now. Uh, Creamback 65 watt will give you a great vintage sound. Yeah, the Creambacks are really nice speakers. Yeah, Celestian, yeah, I, the only two speakers I'll, I'll pretty much use now are Eminence and Celestian. I mean, take your pick from those. They, they've got something for everybody. They're, they're great. Uh, do I follow any AFL teams? I, I really don't follow the football I find most musos or creative people don't, they're not as into it. Not everybody, of course, but um, yeah, I, I don't really follow it. I'm more of a basketball fan. I always like watching the basketball. Uh, Scott says, uh, sure ain't a Rickenbacker. I'm not sure what that was in context to, but yeah, I don't know if I've ever put a Rickenbacker on the channel. Might be... Something to look forward to maybe for next year if it all goes to plan. Uh, Kiesel comes to mind, best guitar I've ever owned. Man, same. I mean, I love my... You know, I just started doing a an end-of-year sort of like gear wrap-up video and I realized my mic wasn't on, which sucks. So I stopped. <laughs> but um, th that wasn't today. There's a few days ago. And um, yeah, I was just... I was saying like how much better that guitar is than... All of my other humbucker guitars, which is why I'm not playing the Flying V. I mean, the the Kiesel kills it. It's it's not even close. 
Uh, I love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you explored any AI-related technologies relating to guitar and music? Uh, no, I haven't. That's from Savvy. I would like to... Actually, the only thing I, I've used, I've used the chat G... G was it the chatbot thing? G... Was it GPT? Is that what it's called? I got the letters the wrong way around. Um, or I've tried the uh, image. You know, you can type in like a make an image based on this and this and it will just come up with stuff. I mean, that's phenomenal, right? But I don't know if there's really anything I could use for uh, for in terms of like music related stuff or if there will, will be anything that what maybe uh, some software that can play your guitar for you or something or whatever. Actually... <laughs> I use this quite a lot. This is my little uh, Rody 3 tuner. The new firmware, check, check it out. Tap the button, it turns on. This tunes your uh, guitar for you. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool little device, but definitely not AI. We've got uh, Judd from uh, Chicago. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, Kiesel is a great guitar if you know what you want, uh, but it's not for the beginner or the intermediate player. 100%. Yeah, I mean, you've got to know. That's the thing with any custom guitar. You've really got to know. You've got to be on that journey knowing exactly what you want up until that point. And if you... Like, I was fortunate enough, they have said, oh, we want to make you a guitar. What, what kind of stuff do you like? So, well, I like PRS. I love my PRSSE Custom 24, but I don't love this, 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 and this. And so I basically made that guitar with the intention to kind of bench the uh, custom 24, which is a fantastic, uh, more affordable guitar. But yeah, it really comes down all those years of knowing what I like and, you know, picking all the stuff that made sense to me, you know, 24 stainless steel frets and the big neck and, you know, making it nice and light, uh, having the no complicated push-pull pots or, you know, garbage positions that no one ever uses. You know, that's the biggest... It, was, it all came down to being able to tweak it to my exact specification. So I was really impressed with the end result. It was, you know, guitar of the year for me, hands down. I think, yeah, it's just like, just beautiful. But yeah, definitely not for people who are just starting. I mean, you can buy plenty of great guitars at a fraction of the cost too. You know, all the Squire guitars that I've showcased, the Epiphones, all that kind of stuff and all the other brands. But, you know, Yamaha or, you know, the Revstar guitars that, a great value for money as well so there's plenty out there you can you can play but when it comes to yeah builders like that you've got to go in knowing exactly what you want um and it has to tick the box that nothing else has kind of ticked and that's what that guitar was for me it really it made so much sense uh, in terms of all the things i look for and i love it and it's great like that's much like engel i always thought keys were for metal guys until I realized Johnny Highland was part of their uh, crew and I, I've had just about every set of his pickups over the years. And yeah, they make such great stuff. It feels good. It's light. It's easy to play. Like it, it's almost a bit easy. You know, I know with PRS and a few other guitars I've played over the years, the high-end ones, they're a bit too easy. Like they, there's not a lot of fight. You can kind of play them a little easier than others. The setup's great. There's no flaws with them. You know, you take them out of the case, they just work. You know, I, I've played guitars that are seven grand here in Australia and they the nut is cut incorrectly from other brands or they don't stay in tune or they're, they're too heavy. And it's like, man, who comes up with this stuff? All right. I'll just have a quick drink here. 
Play Freebird. Let's do it. We'll probably just go for an hour today. I just want to get on and thank everyone for, you know, supporting the channel all, all year and before that as well. And if you've just joined in and you missed the start, I'm taking a few weeks off next month. I will be shooting a couple of Guitar Search Saturday videos, but that's pretty much it. I'm not going to be doing any um, studio reviews for a while. I, you know, I think I've released close to 40 videos this month, <laughs> which is insane. I'm also going to be pulling back those shorts videos. I've got a few left in the queue for next month. Um, I'm just not going to bother with them anymore. I think people who are watching my channel aren't really that interested in them. There's a few that are really doing well, but it's a lot of extra work for very little reward. I see a lot of channels sort of do pretty well with their short videos, which is great for them, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really help if people are only watching those videos as opposed to like your actual good content. So I think I'm going to stop doing them or I'm going to release far less of them or make them a little bit different. So the ones that I kind of like doing is repurposing the Guitar Search Saturday content because I felt like there's a lot of good information in there about, you know, guitars or amps or whatever. So you'll probably see a few more of those going up, but I, I won't be doing as many sort of like gear-centric uh, YouTube shorts. I just don't really want to anymore. <laughs> it comes down to that. Uh, have I kept any of my Harley Bensons? I have. So I've kept the uh, the Fusion, the uh, the one that I showcased in my end of year wrap up. The uh, what's it called the, uh, the the one in the fire mist color. I've forgotten the twenty fifth anniversary one. It's killer. I mean, I, yeah, it came a point in time where I couldn't keep everything, and also to cover my costs, I don't ch I wasn't charging companies. You know, they send me a guitar. I'm not charging them even though i know it probably i probably could i didn't so at the end of the day if i wasn't using it i'd sell stuff to cover my costs and pay the bills so i know i haven't kept them all but that harley benton that i showcased in the october uh short film for halloween that that one's just it's great and you've seen it pop up in the videos too uh, a good friend of mine just bought the uh harley benton uh, 335 off me as well for his daughter so yeah, uh, but I think that's... Oh, no, I've got... What am I talking about? There's two other... See, this is the thing. I've got two others in the cupboard I totally forgot about. I've got the MR Classic and the Baritone still. Completely unplayed since the point of those videos. So these are the kind of things that if I consciously forget that they're there, they've got to go. That's kind of my motto. It's not to say they're bad guitars, but I'm going to be moving a lot of more... I'm going to be moving more stuff on just to simplify the uh the next move basically as well uh short seems to be for the short attention span generation to grab highlights from another vid yeah pretty much i mean it was frustrating how much like you had to be on board with it otherwise you just you'd almost be penalized it felt like without it um and they don't really take me... Like, if I'm in editing already and I've got a project there, what I've been doing is just, like, setting up a specific project for that and I just copy a section in and, you know, change the formatting and stuff. So I've got a, a workflow for it that works and it's fast, but I just don't... I just don't really want to keep putting them out there. Either I, I feel like, in some ways, it might be having the opposite effect on my channel 
where you know the ones that perform well yeah that's all good and well but it doesn't necessarily mean that people who are watching that are at all interested in your other videos so i, I think i'm just going to spend a little less time making them next next year uh, unless there's of course some like informative videos which kind of do pretty well um, and yeah i mean other channels have had them just take off like they get millions and millions of views a, a month but then you look at their regular content and it, it isn't doing that well and i think what's the purpose of this you've just like yeah it doesn't doesn't sort of help other than get you i guess gets your reach out there as well but anyway i don't know youtuber problems um angel raven says don't forget to buy yourself a guitar for xmas everyone absolutely <laughs> well not me i'm uh, i'll be downsizing next year but uh yeah i think this is the this is the first sort of year in a while where i don't think i just let me look around yeah i don't think i ended up buying like anything guitar related in a while like usually i'd find something i nearly bought another pedal board because i'll show you my old one this old bag's busted i gotta get a new bag for this one but it's just a bit small i want to actually get this um i've been messing around with this jam pedal which i never reviewed it actually i, I should do that at some point but um this is kind of like a tremolo chorus and vibrato in one and it's got side mounted jacks which i'm not a huge fan of but i can't fit it on any of my boards with the rest of my stuff so um, i almost went and got a um a new pedal board but i didn't do it so i'll have to do that coming up <laughs> i just want one that's slightly bigger than what i've got and the rock board one's just not quite wide enough either so yeah it's a bit of a shame so that'll be my belated christmas present at some point all right um scott says he switches between 12 and 6 string acoustics and my electric lefties one vid idea would be to have weird styles switch between each type style switch okay yeah yeah well i tell you what i i've only ever played one 12 string acoustic lefty it sounded great it was really cool but i'm not much of a sort of like i guess traditional kind of strummer guitarist and nothing wrong with that i'm just saying like it's not my strength as a guitarist it's probably my biggest weakness is being able to like campfire sort of stuff right i, I don't do that very well at all i'm better when there's a band behind me doing stuff because yeah i don't carry the whole thing very well uh in terms of strumming so yeah i mean everyone's got their thing that's great it's a, it's a cool idea i think the 12 string approach would definitely be different to six or an electric that'd be a cool idea hey we've got dennis here welcome welcome yeah we're finally doing a live stream hopefully it's all been uh working all right we've got a new setup i'm streaming wirelessly <laughs> and it should hopefully be a, a good sort of uh way of going live a little more coming up into next year hey we've got uh Kerry's here it says i uh, really enjoy your videos thank you mate thanks for the support roy clark very cool all right let me just i think i missed a question here um fast eddie 333 says is it hard to sell left-handed guitars being such a limited market uh yes and no so it really depends on what it is if it's the same guitar you find everywhere like your red entry-level epiphone sg or the one squire 
Affinity Stratocaster that you get in every guitar shop, then yes. But if you've got something unique or sort of sought after, like a Gibson that's no longer made, I don't think I'll have any problem selling my Flying V. I think that will go really quickly. And the reason is they're um, they're sort of they're unavailable. So anyone who wanted one who missed out will pounce on it. So it really depends on what it is. It, it's gotten harder in general to sell a lot of guitars on the secondhand market. Everyone's lowballing everybody. You could have something on there for a grand and someone will offer you 400 bucks. It's like, come on, man. Like, are we, we doing that? <laughs> it's like, so yeah, there's a lot of that and that can get really frustrating. But um, for anyone trying to sell anything at the moment, I, I think that might be more universal than I think it is. So not only in Australia, everyone's lowballing everybody for secondhand gear, but I think there was such an influx of equipment available after all the stuff that happened a few years ago a lot of everyone was trying to move their stuff and you know with as everything else goes up in the world inflation and, and all that kind of stuff you know it's, it's getting harder to move stuff people have less disposable income but again if you've got something that's a little different or it's hard to find then they sell pretty quickly and i've i've not had too much of an issue selling most of the name brand stuff so anytime i sell fender or gibson guitars or even the tokai stuff it usually goes um and they're the two guitar brands that hold their value pretty well like you know there's only a certain amount of wiggle room you can make as a buyer or, or offer as a buyer now when it comes to like a like that left-handed gibson flying v is great and i don't think it'll get low-balled like it would if it was just a sort of like a mid-tier guitar which i i guess technically it probably is but you know i, I meant more like the made in the player series strats there's probably more wiggle room on something like that than there would be on an actual us gibson so yeah it really comes down to what it is and as a lefty i don't think it's that much more challenging because the players who want it will jump on it <laughs> or it'll sit there for six months which i'm also well under that uh, i've had that happen before with guitars where excuse me certain guitars just haven't sold so i've just taken it down and then i'll try it again three months later jose says i think the shorts videos are more for a different age bracket concentrate on what you like uh, off to san francisco to be with my daughter tomorrow hey very cool man near the fillmore i i went i played right near the fillmore not at the fillmore I played at this place called Rosella's there, man. It's, uh, it was a great little venue. Actually, there's a video on that. It was the day I bought my 52 reissue Telecaster all those years ago. There's a little video of me playing with a few few dudes there. And uh, San Fran's a good music city, man. I hope you have a good, safe trip, all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Um, yeah, very cool, man. The Fillmore is one of those venues I'd love to go to. I haven't actually, uh, haven't actually been in there. I'd love to see... I don't even know if Tommy Castro is still doing those sort of gigs or not, but one of my favorite shows from the Fillmore. Actually, there's a few. There's a lot of Albert King ones, but Tommy Castro live at the Fillmore. Great blues show. He's another player that has a lot of the... Uh, he has a lot of interesting stuff in his playing in all the good ways. Hey, Terry, welcome, man. He says, uh, uh, best wishes to Shane and the mods in here as well as um, longtime viewers. Thanks, mate. <laughs> dual streaming on here and steve's you know what i didn't actually check to see if uh anyone else was live streaming uh, i 
I probably should have looked, but um, yeah, I just thought, you know what? It's been so long since done one of these live streams. It was probably worth uh, just jumping on and saying hi and wish everybody the best for the end of the year. Uh, I love the sound of the Flying V Burst Bucket pickups. Me too. I mean, it's a great guitar, right? But again, I'm not reaching for it over the Kiesel. Kiesel's the better guitar. So that's... And I know, like, Gibson's probably the, the name most people are more familiar with. And how is it better than a Gibson? But it, it just is. It pl plays better. It sounds better. It just looks cool. And it's more ergonomic and bigger neck and... You know, the Flying V for me was a guitar I always wanted and I'm glad I had it and I've I've enjoyed it, but I'm not using it enough to want to keep it. It probably hurt me a little bit to get rid of it, if I'm being honest, but otherwise it just sits in the cupboard. I don't know if that's that's enough of an incentive for me to, to keep it. I'd rather sort of get cashed up and do something, you know, enjoyable or put it in my back in my savings or something. I don't know, whatever. We'll see how we go. Uh, oh, there, there you go. Uh, Jimi Hendrix band of gypsies played there. Very cool. Uh, does it does shipping get crazy on reverb selling out of the country? I don't know anyone that uses reverb in Australia. Nobody. I think that's just more of a like other parts of the world thing. You know, they contacted me years ago saying, oh, we have a very small presence in Australia. Do you want to be on, you know, do you want to help us with some marketing? The terms were just horrible so it, nothing ended up happening but um yeah so everyone uses ebay or gumtree or probably facebook marketplace which i don't i haven't been on facebook for years and i don't miss it but um yeah most people find other ways to kind of move stuff uh, you know online and uh, in other ways because basically gumtree is free you don't pay fees other than if somebody pays with PayPal, then PayPal takes their cut. And I think their Gumtree's model is basically Google Ads. <laughs> so they probably make enough just with Google Ads. So uh, yeah, you know, there's other ways of getting um, selling stuff other than reverb. And, and for whatever reason, maybe it's just a population density thing or whatever. It just never took off here. <laughs> yeah floppy face you might be right that's a that's a great comment 100 percent. all right uh what are you doing xmas day how do you celebrate it so it's summertime here which is always good i just catch up with my family my mum and my brother um rhiannon's in perth doing that with her folks and then i'll be going over to perth for a couple of weeks as well coming up uh next year so early next year so i'm just sort of looking forward to that perth is one of those you know it's, it was 38 there the other day it gets ridiculously hot it's beautiful it's it very heavily reminds me of how melbourne probably was in like the early 80s or, or earlier and just in terms of its size it's easy to get around it's just a lot less traffic it's much nicer and yeah i i'm, I'm like man i could i could get into perth i reckon the beaches are so beautiful so yeah we don't really do anything too like big anymore which is which is a lot less stress it's great we just have lunch and just a few of us and then that's it we go for a walk and enjoy some sunshine and head home <laughs> that's about it uh if i had unlimited money which is the which guitar is the hang on 
Hey Shane, if you had unlimited money, which guitar is the one? Which have you played that you really wished you could have owned? Man, there's a few really amazing guitars I've played. The Monteleone dual humbucker guitar I played at Jerry's Lefty Guitars, uh, was it last year? Phenomenal. Like, ridiculously cool. That was arguably the nicest guitar I've ever seen and played. The only thing was it was a bit heavy. The Nick Huber Orca 59 or their Twangmeister, both beautiful guitars. I could be very happy playing either of those two. Uh, and I also played a really nice PRS 10 top while I was here last year as well. And that was something else. You know, there's been a few other sort of guitars that I've, I guess the only other big, uh, actually there's a few, but there's a the Fender Custom Shop uh, Telecaster I played recently. That thing was beautiful. Like, but it's seven grand, right? Like who's going to pay seven grand? Someone where seven grand doesn't, sound like a lot <laughs> but i mean that thing was beautiful yeah there's been a few guitars over the years that really stood out but i i always think the orca 59 the monteleone the twangmeister you know the fender custom shop telecaster was great I've just, yeah i've been lucky enough to play a lot of sort of higher end lefties and even some of the sur guitars have been great there was that spencer style legacy one that i tried which i I'd, i still would really love to buy that at some point too so maybe Instead of a 335, we can. I might put the Flying V Cash back into getting one of those Noffler style Sirs. Woo! Who knows? Who knows? It's crazy. It's all crazy stuff. Uh, Paul says he's in Melbourne and also uh, Perth is hot. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's crazy. But it's great. I love hot weather, man. I, every time I go somewhere, traveling wise, most of the time it's wherever I'm going, summer. <laughs> it makes you feel good. Like you get outside, I, I feel like I walk more when it's warm or hot. It just, you feel nice and loose. It's really good. Um, Dennis says, will you be seeing some guitar shop Saturday? Uh, will we be seeing some guitar shop uh, Saturday soon or guitar search Saturdays? Yes. I'm filming two next month. They're locked in, which is awesome. Uh, it's been a while. I only did one last year just because of the way that the year worked. Sometimes there's more and sometimes there's less. I think we did seven the year prior and one last year <laughs> so that's not very good uh yeah so anyway we'll um have a few more coming up pretty soon i'm getting a bit of a sore throat so we might wrap this up i've been going an hour and 10 minutes sorry about my my croakiness here uh SMCG says, due to your video, I went and played an angle amp today. It's now in my home studio. Thanks for introducing me to these great amps. Hey, there you go, mate. You're welcome. And how great is that amp? <laughs> I mean, I can't believe how they've got the, the fo most focused clean sound I've played. They just sound so nice. And the drive channel is ridiculously usable. It's funny when people hear videos of stuff and they think, oh, yeah, one's got this and the other one's got that. When you When you're sitting in the room and you've got it cranked, they all sound so good. And yeah, I had a chance to test out two angles. The other video I never had time to finish, but it was basically the bigger version of that amp that I showcased. Um, so I did the Thunder 50. There was another one called something 50 or the cab was slightly bigger. It had a few extra controls and man, they were all so good. <laughs> so I'm glad you got one, man. That's great. And uh, regarding Boss Katanas, I've owned the 100 series and the 50 series two. But my go-to amp is always the Artist Katana model. It really sounds better than all of them. I think they've got those really premium 
like was a craft speaker in there, right? Like they've, they've kind of, I would be surprised if there's much of a difference between the actual technology in those amps. I think the speaker and cab are probably what's giving it that beautiful sound. I agree. I, I think that's still arguably the best one that I tested. There's maybe not enough difference for some people to go spend the extra cash, but when you hear them in a room or you, you got them side by side, you, you can hear a difference, but yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're digging it. That's super cool. Jordan says he's in Canada and he loves the 70s hand-wired trainers. Great amps. You know, I had my first pro amp was a trainer and I really regret regret getting rid of that one. It was a YCV40 uh, and it was, I guess, trainer's answer to the, to the Hot Rod Deluxe and it was great. It was a killer amp. What's my favorite album of all time? You know, I don't, I don't really have a single favorite album of all time, just albums in different genres, I would say. But one of my favorite blues albums is From the Cradle, Eric Clapton. Like that, that to me never gets old. I love that album. I, I'll put that as the blues favorite year of all time. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hey, we've got Greg's Kitchen here. Awesome stuff. Thanks for joining in, man. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good year. And... Uh, Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure how to say that. Is it Judo Dad of three? Actually, there you go. I worked it out. I think I called you Judd before. <laughs> and uh, we'll take this last question. Uh, Paul says, have I ever played a Dumble amp? No, only clones of Dumbles. So ones that are supposed to be similar, but most likely are not similar. Uh, you know, from like Seriatone and uh, other other brands, but not, that's not to say they're bad amps, but I have a feeling the... The actual Dumbles, uh, you would hope they're going to be a lot better for you know, $90,000. <laughs> I'll get a chance to plug into one at some point. It just hasn't ever shown up anywhere where I've been like, oh, man, can I have a go? But, um, yeah, it's crazy, crazy amp, crazy money. But anyway, everybody, thank you so much. Have a great Christmas. Have a great New Year's. I probably won't be doing any more live streams until the start of next year or mid next month when I'm, when I'm back. I'm going to check the dates. But anyway, yeah, so I'll be away for a bit. Um, I have, I think there's like four pedal videos scheduled. I just shot at my old house <laughs> for like once a week next month while I'm away. And then, um, or a couple of, couple of weeks or something like that. But anyway, I'm going to just take a break from the produced videos. But I am shooting some new Guitar Search Saturdays. I'm going to come back with a tan and be completely detoxed from sitting on a computer editing stuff all day <laughs> anyway take care everybody thank you so much for all the support again and um yeah all the best uh in 2024 2024 it sounds crazy <laughs> all right now i gotta work out how to stop this because i haven't used this before so take care everybody i'll just put a couple of more comments on screen here while i hit stop thank you guys and um thanks for all the support too <laughs>